902 Brewing Company is the official beer of the Wager Pager podcast. Our friends over at 902 are putting out some of the best local craft beer in the Garden State. Log on to 902brewing.com to check out some of our favorite beers, like Juicy City IPA and Path Pale Ale. Or come grab a growler at the 902 Brewing Company tap room opening soon on Pacific Avenue in Jersey City, New Jersey. Are you tired of losing at sports betting? Start winning with Kingpin.pro. With Kingpin.pro, you can follow proven sports bettors and handicappers. Each user is required to put in their picks prior to each game. Kingpin scores and ranks users for total winnings, not units, as well as win percentage. This gives you, the sports better, the ability to follow not just winning cappers, but more importantly, consistent winning cappers. You can easily get instant notifications of picks by downloading the Kingpin.pro iOS or Google Play app. Download the app and register with promo code WAGER. That's promo code WAGER, and you'll get a 10% discount off your purchase. Get pumped, get psyched. It's the Wager Pager podcast with Chris Rogers and Brock Landers. Here we go. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Wager Pager Pod, where we talk sports gambling, make picks, and conduct must-hear interviews with some of the sharpest minds in the industry. I'm your host, Chris Rogers. You can follow me on Twitter, at WagerPagerChris, and please follow the pod on IG and Twitter, at the Wager Pager. This is Season 2, Episode 8, recording live from Van Borst Film Studio here in Hoboken, New Jersey. That's right, we're coming to you from our home state of New Jersey that won the battle against the Supreme Court and made the regulation of sports betting, which is sweeping the nation, all possible. We've got another great show for you guys this week. We have Las Vegas-based handicapper Minty Betts calling in to talk about her rise to fame, picking games, and much more. And we got college football week 7 and NFL week 6 picks coming your way. But first... Joining me, my co-host, one of the sharpest gamblers I know, my guy with 19 New Jersey betting outs, and someone who knows his way around the sports book. Here he is, the man who puts action in Action Hero, the Brock Landers. Thanks, Chris, for that wonderful intro. Action Hero, huh? That's a new one. Didn't hear that one ever. Uh, yeah. You you got to uh, actually spend some time in the sports book last week. What did you think of that? Was that fun? Did you have a good time? Yeah, that was great, man. These Saturday night uh, betting link-ups are starting to become a tradition, and we really see some wild shit out there. What about the uh, the betting security guard? You know, it's crazy. When that, fir- when that place first opened, I thought that the guys that worked there as security or the people that were behind the desk and stuff like that, I didn't think that they were allowed to bet at all for some reason. But apparently, I guess the security guards bet because they're watching the games more more intensely than some of the people that are there. So, and we even heard that guy talking about it. Uh, he needed the over in that that Yankees Twins game, and he was freaking out with like one out in the ninth, and the Twins got him that cheap run in the end there, and he was freaking out. But uh, yeah, I, I guess apparently uh, it's not frowned upon there unless it's, nobody knows. But it's pretty obvious. I don't know. Yeah, when he's literally running out of the sports book, fist pumping and screaming. It kind of feels like he had some action on the game. Yeah, that was bizarre. I mean, but again, it's FanDuel. You you, you got to expect the unexpected. And if and if you go in there and nothing seems out of out of character for you, then you must see some crazy stuff. Because I don't know. Every time I'm there, it's something new, something new, something different. Uh, you know, always a laugh or two to be had there. I think we even saw that guy that that's always sleeping there. He was in front of us too, I think, for a little bit. I don't know if oh, yeah. I if I got a picture of him, but <laughs> with he, the big bag. Yeah, he's always there sleeping. So, <laughs> fan duel at the Meadowlands. You, you haven't seen a, a sports book, quote unquote, until you've seen that place. All right, uh, baseball betting back in the swing of things. Uh, any thoughts on what's happened so far? Any thoughts on all these series coming down to the wire and uh, moving forward? Yeah, you know, it's been a pretty pretty good postseason for me right now. I'm having a good time with it. Uh, the unders are, are, you know, it's not baseball unless you're sweating the unders. Um, but, yeah, um, everything kind of going to fruition. I took a chance with the Twins. I thought they matched up a lot better than uh, they, they showed, I guess, those three games. 
Um, and now we got the Braves being eliminated here. Uh, they they had a terrible game five here. The wheels fell off in the first inning, and that was it. And Tampa's given uh, Houston a series. That that's going to go five. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 been what you expect. I, I don't know. There's nothing out there too too crazy. Nothing uh, insane. I think we'll go back to Saturday. You were watching that game with me, uh, Houston and Tampa. Garrett Cole. I mean. That guy was electric. That had to be one of the best pitching performances you've ever seen, probably. I mean, yeah, he's and he's coming up uh, tomorrow night too, right? Yeah, yeah, he's going to be in Game Five, and uh, you know, really, really something to watch that guy pitch. He's just in the zone this year, and you know, Saturday that was a lot of fun too. It had the over uh, nine and a half strikeouts. That was a gift. I think he he cashed that by like the fifth inning. Um, but yeah, good stuff and. Baseball playoffs, it's only going to get better here now with, with the Final Four coming up. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, that Atlanta-St. Louis game. I got to tell you, I am the the biggest freaking mush when it comes to betting baseball, man. I think I, I texted Brock earlier. I'm like, I, I kind of like the Atlanta. I really like Atlanta. <laughs> and Brock's like, yeah, you know, I, I, could, I could lean that way. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to put, it, put something in. I literally go to take a shower. And granted, I do take very long showers. I come out. There's only two outs left in the first inning, like 25 minutes later. I, I went into the shower right when the fucking first pitch was happening. I look. I couldn't believe my fucking eyes. They're, up, they're down 9 nothing. By the end of the first inning, it's 10 nothing. The highest like run total scored in a first inning ever in Major League Baseball history. Of course I'm on it. Of course I'm on it. I'm just <laughs> the worst baseball better in the history of baseball. I don't think I'm going to bet any more baseball, man. Well, the good thing is, I mean, we're at this point in the in the year on the calendar where there's where you can bet other things, Chris. You know, you got hockey, you got college football, you got pro football, you got the NBA coming up, uh, Breeders' Cup couple weeks, some of the biggest horse races out there. So this is one of the best times of the year to get involved with uh, with gambling on some sports. And hey, you know, it's just one game. It's just one game, Chris. Yeah. Tomorrow's another day. Uh, you know, it's long-term. It's a long-term thing. You know that. Right on. Yeah, Saturday night was good. We hit the Stanford plus the points. These were a little bit of bonus plays. We always kind of add to the card at the end of the week when we meet up over there on Saturday nights. Yeah, they were showing some good numbers there when we were there. And, uh, you know, how about the guy that... Now, the guy that started talking to us there at the end that said that he was on, uh, he was on Stanford too, remember? And he was saying how he hit every game that day. That's like the typical fan duel guy that you're going to run into. When things are going right, he's never wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's why I had to say to him, I had to say, where would you get Stanford at? Just to see. You know, I figured, you know, maybe he took him after the first time they scored. Maybe he got it live or something like that. He's trying to show me. Oh, I got a ticket for 17. Plus 17. And I just looked at you and I said, that number never even existed. There's no way. I mean, for for someone that checks the lines and checks the apps and checks all the, the markets and whatnot, there was no Stanford 17 ever. All right. So, and that was the thing. I think you were even saying, show me your ticket, man. Show your, show me your ticket. And then he, yeah. he kept walking away further. So it's like, you're going to run into that all the time. And then we had his other buddy there who's watching Garrett Cole just completely destroy Tampa Bay. The guy's got like 12 strikeouts in the fifth inning, cruising to a victory, and the guy keeps looking at it. He's like, over-under is now three. You think I should take the over-three? Should I take it? Should I take it? I'm like, you're watching a game. It's the fifth <laughs> inning. You're going to start betting over-under on three runs? like that. You're not going to make money like that long term. Just start start day trading. You're, that's basically what you're doing. Yeah. You're going up there and you're just going to try to, this is what's in front of me. And <laughs> it was it was seven and a half. And now I'm going to take it at over three. Like, you're, you're not going to make money doing that. And they think that that's what they could do. They go up to those kiosks a hundred times as they go up there. Oh, it's just... It's crazy. It's FanDuel. I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's the FanDuel Meadowlands. All right, and just to uh, wrap up, uh, speaking of our home away from home, FanDuel Sportsbook, not to uh, give these guys a plug, but it's just where we go to hang out and make bets. I've heard horror stories about trying to get in there on Sundays. Yes. On game days, right? Now, you went on Sunday, right? I snuck in. All right. I snuck in with an Uber. I think this is the way to do it. If you want to go to FanDuel Sportsbook on a Sunday game day, this is the way you do it. You call your Uber around 12.15. I mean, if you're nearby. You got to work this out from where you're, wherever you're coming from. But you call your Uber around 12.15, so you get there around 12.20-ish, 12.25. 
Because by that time, everyone's already into the stadium. They've already parked. Ubers are dropping people off, and you're kind of that last car that just squeak in. Now, where did where did you where did he drop you off though? The right back the entrance, front, yes. Or that, did you have to come in through the front where the practice facility is? We went right through the normal entrance, past where they drop off for the games, and we took that like sneaky uh, back door entrance where you're like driving around uh, pickup trucks and uh, uh-huh. like uh, sand dump things and right. everything. So. If you want to spend the whole day and watch the games, you can have the whole place to yourself because there was like maybe 15, 20 guys there. Right. But what I did, I tried to sneak out. I'm like, let me see if I can get an Uber to actually get in here and get me out. So I call one around one right when the games are kicking to go meet up with some friends to watch the game. And the guy picks me up in five minutes because apparently wow. there's already Ubers within for the, end the of place the game. who just, no, not even, who just dropped people oh, off. Oh, okay, okay. So on their way out, they came and scooped me and I was out of there. I was in and out of there within 30 minutes. Gotcha. So, so heads up to anyone out there who's going to try to make a bet. Let's keep this show moving, guys. We got a really fun interview coming up with Minty Bets and, and we got picks coming your way in our pick segment. All right, guys, our interview with Minty Betts is proudly brought to you by our presenting sponsor, 902 Brewing Co. And I tell you, Brock, I keep going back to this one. I don't know why, if it's my hate for the New England Patriots or my love for this beer, but I am drinking Brady's Nightmare. It's an Imperial Pale Ale, 10% alcohol, 48 IBUs, a New England-style IPA brewed in the Meadowlands. What are you drinking on? Tonight, Chris, I've got the Black Dynamite. It's a Black India Pale Ale, 7% alcohol, 70 IBUs. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, Chris, dark roasted malts team up with a bold hop profile to create this Black India Pale Ale. This is the beer that led to a brewery. Hope you enjoy, and I am 902 Brewing Co. All right, guys, we are very excited about this week's guest. We've been trying to get her on the show for quite a while now. She's one of the fastest rising stars on gambling Twitter, where she posts her video picks daily. She's a Las Vegas-based handicapper who also does some work for wagertalk.com. Here she is, Minty Betts. You guys can follow Minty on Twitter, at Minty Betts. What's up, Minty? Welcome to the Wager Pager. Hey, guys. How are you today? Doing real well, doing real well. Uh, just f- before we get started, let me ask you, how's your dog Zeus doing? Oh my gosh, he's doing amazing. Um, the first night was super rough. He was super confused. Um, but now he's like running and jumping. Um, he just got CCL surgery, so that's basically like a knee replacement. Uh, and yeah, he's back to normal, but he shouldn't be back to normal that fast. So it's, it's good. Good though. That's great to hear, Minty. So glad to hear that everything's going good with the dog there. Um, So now let's get into basically just sports gambling. I mean, I think I was on Twitter and one day just got a a follow request. We followed each other mutually. And then next thing I know, you're all over the place. So just just kind of explain like your rise to to getting on to wager talk and stuff like that. And, And what made you pick this crazy world of sports gambling? Oh my gosh. Um, I, I don't know. Actually, I also was on Twitter one day and I just started posting my pics recently and, um, I just made an intro video and then it blew up from there. So I guess that's how it all started. And, uh, I, I just wanted to kind of join this gambling Twitter community just to kind of learn from other handicappers as well on how they analyze the game. So I could also become a better, better. Were you always a gambler, though, or was this some, something that just like, hey, I watch sports and I want to make some money? Or, like, did you have any other, like, you know, did you play blackjack or something like that or any other games? <laughs> no, I mean, I play blackjack on my phone, but I'm so intimidated to go to the tables myself and play. Um, but, no, I'm not – I sports gambling is all the only form of gambling that I do – um, I was just always intrigued because my dad would always walk, you know, he was always running in and out of the sports books and always paying attention to the games at home and seeing if his ticket won. So that's why it was always intriguing. It just seemed like the most fun, uh, like form of gambling and it, it seemed easy. So you mentioned, uh, growing up, going in and out of the casinos with your father. Um, you are a Las mm-hmm. Vegas native. Tell us about growing up yeah. in Las Vegas. Did you see some crazy shit as a kid or what? 
<laughs> people always think it's weird to grow up in Vegas, but I did normal kid things. Like I rode my bike outside and walked my dog, and I grew up in a nice suburb of Vegas. Um, I didn't see a lot of crazy stuff as a kid, but growing up and working in the industry, like on the Las Vegas Strip and downtown, I'd see a lot of crazy stuff happen, and adults go buck wild when they're on vacation in Vegas. Like, if we had time for stories, I would definitely tell some stories. Oh, you, go ahead. You can tell at least one. What's, what's some of the craziest oh. shit you've seen on the Strip? Oh, my gosh. I, like... I worked at a pool, like a popular pool in downtown Las Vegas. And, you know, there'd be like not only adults, but like teenagers just doing it in the pool in front of kids, <laughs> like in front of families. Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And like married women are always like going back up to the hotel room with like athletes or like, you know, like celebrities. And um, it's just like weird to see. Actually, one time a guy came up to one of my coworkers while I was working and offered her $500 just for her to take off her shoe so he could see her feet. And he gave her $500. Oh, my God. Like, what about my feet? Yeah, so. <laughs> the foot fetish is real out there in Vegas. It is real. Like, people like to throw their money around here, and it's fun to see. That's crazy. So how did you... Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, <laughs> when did you first start posting your pics on Twitter? It was pretty recently, right? And tell us, how has the yeah. experience been for you? Um, I just started posting my pics on Twitter, I think in April or May of this year, 2019. Um, yeah, it's been an awesome experience. I've met a lot of great people along the way. Um, yeah, it's been really great, all I can say. So we always ask on this show when we're talking to people that handicap and bet for a living and stuff like that, Minty, pretty much what's your basic philosophy for betting? Like if someone's listening, you know, out here, um, are you more analytical? Are you more situational? Are you more just looking at, at lines to try to take advantage of? How do you come to go up to the window and basically say, I'm putting my money down on that? Oh, I definitely, the lines are important. That's the first thing that I look at when I, um, want to make a pick. Um, after that, I would just analyze every game. I don't like spontaneously bet on things. It takes a couple days for me to pull the trigger. Um, I look at everything, trends, angles, everything, read up on injuries. And, uh, you know, I do as much as I can to, to make the best pick. So I feel confident enough to, to post it for my followers, you know? Yeah, no, I could tell that you were very knowledgeable from the get-go. I mean, I, I remember watching that one video, and you said, if you guys bet with a local book, make sure you're getting dime lines. Like, that was, like, crazy good stuff. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> She's spreading that's the word. the only advice that I really gave out on my Twitter. But I just feel more comfortable, you know, talking about the game rather than, like, gambling advice. Because, you know, like I said, I'm not a super, super big gambler, so... Totally understandable. Totally understandable. So is there any sports that you like don't bet at all? Or is there anything that, you know, kind of specialize more in or like more? Kind of give everybody a background on what you like to bet and what you don't yeah. like to bet. NFL is definitely my more comfortable sport. Um, I guess baseball is now a sport that I enjoy uh, capping, you could say. I don't like watching baseball, but I had a pretty good season. So football and baseball are good. Um, I'll dabble in hockey and basketball, but a lot of people ask if I do soccer, golf, or tennis, or like UFC, and I do not do that because I don't watch them. <laughs> well, that's smart. Uh, some of these gamblers, they, they don't even watch the games, but I'm like you. I need to watch these games that I'm betting on. I need to yeah. watch the sports that I'm betting yeah, exactly. on. Yeah, you, you I know? have a friend who, like, yeah, I have a friend who has, like, um, like he just loves to gamble. And he's like, you know what, because what? we have mobile gambling here. We can just place a bet really quick on our phone if we want to. He's like, you know what, I even, like, bet on Australian rugby, and I don't even watch rugby. I bet on Canadian football. I don't even watch Canadian football. Like, he just has to have action all the time on anything. And I'm like, that's crazy. I can't do that. All right, guys, you're listening to Minty Bets. You can follow her on Twitter, at Minty Bets. Let me ask you, what is it like to be a female crushing it in a male-dominated industry? Um, that's funny you say that. I don't even consider myself that. I'm just someone that was born and raised in the best place to do something like sports gamble. And um, I, I can tell you that it's more interesting to be a female 
in this industry than it is a male. The other day I tweeted I was having like a bad beat and then I got a flood of messages in my inbox, like just giving out free picks. Like people are like, hey, sweetie, sorry, you're having a bad day. Uh, I normally charge 200, but here's a free pick tonight. It's a lock. Like, just take it. And I'm like, that's sweet, but I don't want to be seen as like the damsel in distress, you know? (laughs) Right, right. Well, that brings me to my next question. Have you dealt with any pushback from like asshole guys who think they know more than you? For sure. I, my biggest pet peeve is when a man tells me something like, oh, sweetie, I've been doing this longer than you were born. Okay, so you just basically told me you have been an asshole (laughs) pre-1993. So, like, I hate that. Um, I've definitely dealt with some mean guys. Uh, This guy on Twitter just kept, like, messaging me mean stuff. And I just straight up told him, hey, can you stop bullying me? And he straight up tells me, you're bullying men with your looks by making them like oh my go with your picks. And I'm like, what? Oh Are you psycho? God. I just blocked him. I was like, that's so weird to say. Um, yeah, I usually just sass him back or just block him. Sounds like an incel troll. Yes, for sure. Oh my God. So what do you think about the popularity of sports betting moving forward for women? Like, Do you think there's going to be more women doing sports betting because of the rise in popularity from its legalization? I definitely think so. In fact, I've seen a lot of um, women on Twitter now who are considered or who consider themselves sports bettors. And I think it's great. I just hope that um, with the rise of this legalization and and more women doing this, I just hope that they really are knowledgeable about the sport that they're talking about. Because there is a stereotype that women who talk sports online are just getting their information from like their spouses or their significant others. And I just think that's BS. So I just hope that, you know, women are who they say they are. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, Twitter, Twitter and, uh, you know, this new legalization everywhere. I mean, you know, it's new for everybody and I'm sure everybody will Mm -hmm. get to a point where, you know, we get to a a comfortable spot for everybody. But um, Minty, again, you're you're a Vegas native. Like you said, you you grew up kind of around, you know, sports betting and stuff like that. As far as as gambling, I mean. Sometimes the hardest things for us to do as people who like sports is not betting on our own teams. Do you have any favorite teams? Do you have any favorite players and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. I love the New Orleans Saints, and I Saints do fan. not bet against or for them. And I did this season, I did last season, and I tell myself every time, but it just makes it better to just not bet on the game and just watch it and enjoy and root for your team rather than rooting for whoever you have your money on. Very cool. Um, any favorite sports book out there in Las Vegas that you like to spend time in, where you like to gamble, where you like to hang out? Uh, to be honest, I don't hang out at a lot of sports books because I don't like being around like rowdy men filled with cigarette smoke. Um, but I do enjoy a casino down here, down the street from me called Red Rock Casino. It's part of Stations Casino. And uh they have some pretty good lines, and I just like it because it's right next to my house, and I have their mobile app. So I like Red Rock, but Westgate is really cool too because their sportsbook is gigantic. Have you guys ever been? Absolutely, yes. yeah. It's the mecca. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place, but it's just in like a seedy area. That's all. Yeah, I remember signing up for the super contest like in 2015 and taking a a, mm-hmm. a cab ride there, and I was like, "Where am I going?" And then like I got there, yeah, and I was like, "This right? place is awesome." Like it's away from all the uh, fancier casinos. Um, another sports book I actually like is Circa, and although like Circa Casino isn't open yet, they do have a little like sports book uh, inside the D Casino and the Golden Gate Casino in downtown Las Vegas, and their customer service is amazing like everyone is so friendly every sports book i've ever been to is their customer service is the best circa sports so just throwing that out there and this is not a paid ad by the way <laughs> no 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 we, we totally appreciate the insight and red rock is beautiful i have a friend that from college actually from like 10 years ago and i still meet up with him all the time when i go out there and he lives on red rock like golf course or something like that and he, he brought me uh-huh. to the red rock casino one time and it was awesome it was just a cool place to be away from the strip i totally see what you're saying yes yeah, very beautiful. Lots of good restaurants, and their pool is amazing, too. So if you ever come in the summertime, check out their pool. Absolutely, yeah. I was going to say, I think he brought me there one time, and uh, I don't know what was going on, pool clothes or something like <laughs> You're that. You're probably drunk, and you didn't remember. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know me. Um, yeah. <laughs> going, speaking of the D, actually, uh, in, in uh, Vegas, 
probably one of the best steakhouses I've ever been to there. Let's talk about restaurants. Favorite restaurant out there in Vegas? Um, if we're talking on the strip, I would say Zuma. It's a contemporary Japanese steakhouse inside the Cosmopolitan. Super good. Their spicy beef tenderloin is the best steak I've ever had. Um, and then off the strip, I like Echo and Rig. Um, it's in the Summerlin area, and that's also a steakhouse, which I didn't mean to choose two steakhouses, but I guess I really like steak. <laughs> and it's funny, you mentioned steak, too. That's good. You're not a uh, vegetarian. That's great. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can get never get enough steak, Minty, especially out yeah, there in Las right. Vegas. Yeah, steak and fried chicken, yeah. <laughs> Okay, now before we get into uh, some NFL picks for the week, let's, we got a couple of fun questions here just to uh, lighten up the mood. Would you ever date somebody that also sports gambles like you do, or do you want to be the sharpest mind in the house? Oh, my gosh. I don't think I could date anyone who didn't watch sports. If, like, someone couldn't understand why I'm paralyzed on my couch every Sunday with a box of <laughs> snacks on my stomach, like, I don't think I could date them. They don't have to gamble, but uh, it would be fun. Um, so, yeah, I think it would be very fun if I dated someone that um, sports bet as well. That's awesome. That's really great. Uh, so now you work with Kelly in Vegas. What's that like? Because, I mean, Kelly's been in the industry now for a very long time, and, you know, she was featured mm -hmm. on Action, and uh, I'm sure she's probably, you know— have a great relationship with her now that you guys work together at Wager Talk. What's that like? Oh, my gosh. It's been so amazing. Like, when I first saw Kelly on Showtime, I was like, oh, my gosh, this girl is a beast, but she seems really mean if you meet her in person, but she's actually one of the sweetest um, women that I know and very knowledgeable. She just has to be aggressive in this industry because, you know, she has to. she has had to prove herself in the past, so I get it. Um, but it's been amazing. She's a good friend now as well as a colleague so I'm really appreciative of her yeah Minty seems like a great mentor uh, for you we've been following Kelly in Vegas for a long time we wanted to get her on the show for a long time but apparently she can't do it anymore with her contract obligations with Bleacher exactly. Report and uh, you yeah. came highly recommended uh, from Kelly in Vegas by the way but you were already on our Aww. hit list so uh, <laughs> Aww, that's sweet I didn't know she'd recommend me yeah <laughs> so I'm, thanks, I'm, thanks I'm, for uh, you know considering me too Oh, of course, of course, Minty. You got some of the best content out there. Um, before we get into NFL picks, one more fun question for you. If you were to formulate a four-team parlay, right, and you could pick three other sports bettors, anyone who's ever lived, to formulate that four-team parlay with, you each pick one game, who would they be and why? Um, very good question. Um, off the top of my head... One of them would be James Holtzauer from Jeopardy because I don't know if you guys knew, but he sports bets as well. Yeah. So I think he could, uh, yeah, I think he says that he's uh, better at future bets and like uh, in-game betting, but I think he could like throw one in there for me in my parlay. Um, so he's one. Another one would be Nick Costos um, from Sports Illustrated. I think he's hilarious. Costos. He's on fire with his... Yes, he's on fire with his NFL picks, so I, I want him on my team. He's the oh, man. He's the man. Life. We've been trying to get yeah. him on the show, too. Really? Oh, my gosh, he's so funny. Um, and then third, I don't know, maybe I feel like people expect me to say Kelly, but I think I'm going to say Ralph Michaels from Wager Talk. He's a numbers man. He's a stat man. I got to have him. He's very, like, analytical. So um, I, I like him. I think that we would create a very nice four-team parlay. That's a great, great list right there. Can't complain. I mean, Ralph, you're right. He comes up with those crazy trends and numbers and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. He's a definitely a good guy to have mm -hmm. on a parlay ticket, probably a double-digit underdog outright or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I wish it came to fruition, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're, we're getting into another week here of NFL. Anything you've played already, anything you're looking into, uh, anything you could share with the listeners? Absolutely. Um, I haven't looked super hard at the cards this upcoming week, but I do, and I said this earlier, I actually really like the Saints in Jacksonville. And I said I wouldn't bet on my team, but I think I'm, I might do it this, this week. Um, I don't think Jacksonville looked that great last week, and I think the Saints' offense is solid, defense is solid, and I think they got it in Jacksonville. Yeah, I heard you on another podcast. You're not a big fan of Gardner Minshew. You think he stinks, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I like him a lot, but I don't think he's attractive. That's all I meant to say. <laughs> Must be the mustache. 
Yeah, it's, it's definitely the mustache. My dad had one, so I think that's why I don't <laughs> like mustaches. <laughs> it was just reminding my dad, and that's not good. <laughs> not, not even the ironic hipster stash? No, no. And that hair, I need a man with, like, shorter hair, like Jimmy G or something, or Taysom Hill. <laughs> oh, Jimmy G. Minty, real quick, before we, we get you out of here, oh, yes. two questions. One, what kind of advice would you give to somebody starting out in the sports gambling uh, world? Uh, anything as far as maybe a trait to look at or maybe some sort of a, a strategy as far as betting goes? And then number two, give us like a good, bad beat you've had or a bad, bad beat. <laughs> um, there are so many, I can't choose a bad beat one. Um, but to answer the first question while I'm thinking of the second, um, honestly, advice for a new sports better before like looking at the games, just manage your money really well. I've seen a lot of people lose a lot of money and they just try to double down on their losses and try to make up for it and chase their losses. And it's just really important to just have a set amount aside for, you know, fun money and then however much you want to bet for each game. So I think that's, first of all, before even looking at any game. Um, and second, the bad beats. Wow. I don't, uh, my most recent one was just hockey yesterday. I was doing so well on hockey and I took the caps under five and a half and that went way over. And uh, I forgot my other pick. Oh, the Red Wings and they lost. So that was my most recent one that I can remember. All right, uh, Minty, before we let you go here, do you have anything to plug, anything at all? Um, no, just thank you guys for having me. And just remember everybody to follow me on Twitter at Minty Bets if you want to. All right, guys, that was the one and only Minty Bets. You can follow Minty at Minty Bets on Twitter where she puts out her video picks and make sure to check her out on wagertalk.com. Minty, thanks for calling in. It was super fun having you on. We hope to have you back again soon and let's link up next time we come to Vegas. Of course, let me know. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Minty. All right, Brock, we got NFL Week 6, College Football Week 7. But before we get into these picks, why don't we talk a little bit about all these derivatives you've been hitting mostly, and uh, I hit one or two myself. Yeah, Chris, it, it's really a good good thing to look into. I mean, now with so many books in New Jersey, you look at stuff all around, and you'll find your differences. I mean, you, you'll find that perfect example. Let's go back to Saturday night. I look at the FanDuel line. You see on there, nine and a half uh, over-under strikeouts for Garrett Cole. Right. I look over at some of my other books, I'm seeing ten and a half, eleven, uh, ten, 15, uh, ten and a half super juiced, like minus 120. So I'm like, ten and a half, eleven? They're showing nine and a half. I'm going for it. Got to go for it. I mean, he cashed that, I think, by the, the fifth inning, he had ten strikeouts. So you got to look into those prop markets, especially to a lot of people ask me, well, how do I get involved? Or I'm never good at betting the side or the total or whatever. Look at the player props, especially for New Jersey. There's there's a lot of value to be had. And then, uh, you know, perfect example, su- uh, Sunday night, sitting on my couch. The, uh, the game is about to go off in, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes. And again, I don't play props all the time because I don't have the time. There's, there's 100 players. There's 100 different books. You're going to try to look for what you like and whatnot. So I literally just look between some of my local guys that I still use, and I see everywhere that, uh, you know, whatever it was, Jacoby Brissett was supposed to be, uh, I think at FanDuel they had him, or, or points bet they had him at like uh, plus 3,000 or something like that. I log into one of my books, they've got the quarterbacks all the way juiced up to like 35, and Mahomes was like 32 or something like that. So I said, you know what? To score first. Yeah, score first touchdown. But that doesn't count a passing touchdown. No, no, no. That you got to rush it in. That's the thing. Yeah, and the and the funny thing is too. Another you know reason why I look at these bets, especially on the primetime games, is I have uh, two or two friends that we love betting the props of just first touchdown scored in a game. It's kind of just like a you know whatever. We used to go out, get a couple beers, couple wings, watch either Monday night or Sunday night or Thursday night, and uh, just kind of who's scoring the first touchdown. So it's always one of those type of things. And every now and then we'll go with some quarterbacks here and there. So when I saw the difference in the price, I said, "Wow, this you know Jacoby Brissett's supposed to be like thirty to one." I saw thirty-five to one, and I said, "Eh, it's been a while since a quarterback rushed in on a primetime game." And sure enough, 
Jacoby Brissett rushes one in, 35-1. to one. That was pretty nice. And then came back Monday night, did the same thing. Come out of <laughs> come out of the gym. <laughs> I look at my three locals, and, I, and I'm like, let's see who's off today on these games. My one book was so off on, on all the Browns props. So I had a couple Browns wide receivers for the Monday night game. And then I'm looking at it, and Matt, Matt I don't, I'm going to butcher his name. What is it? Matt Breida? Breida. Breida. Matt Breida. You say Breida, I say Breida. <laughs> Matt Breida is is at FanDuel points bet. You know all the all the bigger books here in New Jersey. Uh, I think even DraftKings. He was like seven to one, ten to one. I log into the site. I see twelve to one. So I'm like twelve to one on a guy that's supposed to be seven or eight. I was like, you got to play that. Sure enough, driving home, get the alert. Matt Breida touchdown. I said I did it again, two in a row, eighty three yards first play from scrimmage. Yeah. So I mean. I feel like you could really attack those type of markets. I mean, first touchdown is first touchdown. That's basically like playing roulette. Am I going to hit two more in a row again this season? Probably not. But it's one of those things that if you really look at receiving yards, you look at you know catching yards for football, uh, you look at baseball now, strikeouts, hits, all that type of stuff, you look at enough books, you're going to find differences, and you'll find the ones to pick off, and you'll make a, a little bit of money for sure. Dude, I was having some action envy. You uh, definitely inspired me to get into that market. So I ended up hitting one too on Monday night. Uh, I went for the, um, I like this one, the team or the team to win and the player to score a touchdown. Yeah, that's a good one. So I was looking at the Niners and I saw that uh, that Kittle, George Kittle, was at 7-1, to one, right? Yeah. 7-1 to one, um, and the Niners to win. And mm-hmm. he, he was the lowest one on the board, you know, best odds. So I'm thinking that might be a good strategy. Take the team you think is going to win and take, you know, the guy who has the best odds to score. Right. So I throw it on Kittle. Lo and behold, he scores in the third quarter. They blow him out. And I did end up taking Captain Jack's advice from a couple episodes ago because nice. I had a free $40 bet at nice. DraftKings. And I remember he said, if you're ever taking a, a free bet, you only bet plus money. So I was like, you know what? Plus, actually, he was plus 180 now that I think about it. Plus 180, Not okay. plus 700. So plus 180, almost two to one on the comeback. I put down 40, made 80 bucks, just like that. Nice. Derivative markets, guys. Check them out. All right, let's get into this week's picks here. Uh, let's start off with some college. Sure. First game I'm looking at here is Saturday, 3.30 p.m. I've been playing this team a couple times this year. I love the coach, the Fighting Herman Edwards. You play to win the game. Arizona State, plus one. This game opened up at minus two and a half, and it's already moved three and a half points in our favor. They're now getting plus one. I love this team, dude. I've been riding, like I said, I've been riding this team all year. I picked them two weeks ago when they upset Cal on a Friday night. They won outright. I love the running back, Eno Benjamin. He's a freaking load, but he's quick and deadly around the goal line. He had three touchdowns versus Cal two weeks ago. Let's not forget that Sun Devils upset Michigan State earlier in this season. And true freshman QB Jaden Daniels is mobile and dangerous, and he can hit the ball down the field. And I noticed there's a power rankings discrepancy here. The power rankings that I use says that Arizona State should win by six. That's a seven-point difference in the market to me. Give me the freaking Arizona State Sun Devils plus one Friday night. Very nice, too. And you know what, Chris? I like betting those Friday Thursday, Friday, you know, those standalone games are nice when they're not on Saturday. Uh, or even two, I'll, I'll end up dabbling more like, like we did on Saturday when there's only two or three to really look at and it's 10 o'clock at night or something like that. But otherwise, college football, I cannot sit through every game from, you know, morning to end on Saturday. It's just a little bit too much for me. <laughs> it's a marathon. Yep, but uh, looking at my college stuff that I've gotten so far this week, I've got a couple just sides. I'll go through the sides that I got this week for you guys. Um, right now, I'm seeing a lot of people sent me the same pick over and over again, which, again, could be scary. Sometimes when too many people send you the same game, it kind of you know makes you wonder, why does everybody like this game? But right now, I'm seeing a lot of action. Everyone's telling me, bet the Iowa Hawkeyes against the Penn State Nittany Ooh. Lions. That game is 7.30 on Saturday night. Uh, going to be played in Iowa. Right now, I'm told take the plus three and a half that this line is definitely going to three, if not possibly two and a half maybe by Saturday. Um, so I was told Iowa this week at home playing the Penn State Nittany Lions. Wow, wow. I have a little action within that same game. I'm not really going against it. Um, I do think that's going to be a big game. I I do hear what you're saying. Penn State could be uh, looking ahead. They have Michigan next week. Mm -hmm. But I kind of like the Penn State team total 
in that game. Team total, okay. The, the team total is uh, 22 and a half. Mm-hmm. I like them to go over. Over 22 and a half. Penn State's averaging 39 points per game. Can Iowa hold them to 16 points below average? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they can. Maybe we can both win if this happens. And I think Penn State's got pl- coming out with something to prove after everything that's going on with the controversial letter that one of their players received from a, an alumni that had very like racist tones in it and stuff. So Ooh. I think I've been reading in the, uh, you know, I've, I'm reading some reports that it's really like galvanizing the team and bringing them together. That school's been through enough in the last ten years of yeah of things like that. So who so, knows how they respond to that? But hey, I'll. Penn State could win, just don't win by any more than three. That's, that's all I care about. <laughs> right on, right on. What's uh, what, el- what else are you looking at in college? Uh, Chris, the other game that I'm looking at here is supposedly a very good spot from what I'm told. Saturday at 3.30, uh, I was told to take the, the road team here, Cincinnati Bearcats. They're going to be laying seven, seven and a half still out there against the Houston Cougars. Um, I heard this game is definitely going to be a game where Cincinnati is going to come fighting on the road. Uh, and also, too, next week, Cincinnati uh, is going to play Tulsa. So I don't think there's any real major, major look ahead there. And, uh, you know, from what I'm seeing, Houston 2-3 and three at home, uh, I, I think Cincinnati rolls in this one if you want to lay the favorite. I like that play. I was actually looking at that, but I'm just such a pussy when it comes to betting favorites. But I like the Bearcats. They've been playing well all year, and they got – the most lit home field going. You've seen that? It's got like it's red. There's all types of different designs. Yes, yes. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> looks of it. pretty cool. It looks pretty wild. Yeah, like something out of a video game. Uh, my last play here for college football. I like to come with three solid plays for you guys per week. I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna bet against one of the top teams in the country. I like Florida State plus 27. That's almost four touchdowns on the road versus Clemson. Hear me out. This line's opened at 26, so I'm getting an extra point of value right here. The power rankings say Clemson is only 21 points better, so that's a six-point discrepancy in the market the way I look at it. And Clemson gave Florida State its worst loss in program history last year, 59-10 to in Tallahassee. I think they got a little bit of a revenge factor going on here. Florida State's been playing tough all year, man. They've won back-to-back home games versus Louisville and N State. Both these teams are coming off a bye. But Clemson struggled last time they were out against UNC, barely winning when uh, Coach Mac Brown went for two. Give me Florida State plus 27. I think the Seminoles keep it close. FSU making the uh, the cut here for Chris Rogers on the Wager Pager podcast going into this week's college football. Uh, Chris, I've got one more game, and I think the people at home will like this one because when this show drops on Friday, if you're looking for something to bet, you know, college football— We've got a game 8 o'clock on Friday night at the U, University of Miami. People are telling me everywhere. My college guys that send me this stuff, they're telling me that they love, love Virginia this week. Really? They think that Virginia, they're ranked 20th right now, 4-1, and one, uh, going to U Miami, 2-3. and three. Uh, Miami shouldn't be favored is what I'm told. I'm told that this 2.5 is a gift, maybe even by... If you want to buy the hook, buy the three uh, is what I was told to do. But major buy order here on Virginia going into the U Maybe on a little Friday night. Money line action? Yeah. I mean, right now, here's what I'm seeing for money line. I'm seeing around, you know, plus 112. Uh, some books right now might be, you might be able to catch somewhere around there, uh, 115. But, you know, take the points, take the three. You never know. Miami is home, but it's one of those things where you're getting a ranked team on the road, getting points on a Friday night. Uh, Home run spot, hopefully, for Virginia. All right, guys, you heard it here first. All the inside info received from Brock Landers. You can follow him on Twitter, at BrockLanders41. Let's move on to the NFL. What are you looking at on the NFL card this week, NFL Week 6? Oh, Chris, you know, I always say it's very hard to to make money in the NFL on these sides every week. Uh, You're going to go through your good spurts, your bad spurts. Um, But, you know, (laughs) this week is going to be really scary. There's, there's a lot of bad teams getting points that no one wants a part of, and I'm going to be the guy to go up there and, you know, go up there and bet uh, the team that nobody wants. So let me start first. Let's start first in a divisional game here in the AFC North. I'm going to be taking the Cincinnati Bengals getting 12. I, I talked last week about how the Ravens were not a team that should be laying points in Pittsburgh. Now, granted, they won the game by three. I cashed the bet three and a half. I had the hook. I think I gave that out on the show actually last week. 
prior to last week, the last time we saw the Bengals, they were playing a, a primetime game on Monday night in Pittsburgh, and they completely no-showed for that game. It looks like they did not prepare at all, and uh, we know what the end result was there. They come back last week, supposed to lay points at home to the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona makes the early start time. They end up leaving there with a late last-second field goal to steal one in Cincinnati. And now everyone sees Baltimore beat St. Louis last week. Cincinnati, no one wants this team. And if there's one thing I learned, Chris, we I learned this from a, an old friend of ours that we mentioned on the show, I believe, last week, Chris Andrews. Chris Andrews, when I was starting to get into listening to uh, podcasts with him and bookmaker stuff, he always said, in the NFL, you got to go for the team that no one wants. You, you got to be able to buy low, and this is the lowest point you're probably going to be able to get the Bengals, barring another blowout. But it's a divisional game, two bad ones in a row. Baltimore, again, like I said, that offense shouldn't be laying too, too many points. I don't think Lamar Jackson is as good as people think, especially laying points. Um, so, again, it's going to be ugly, but take the plus 12. That just seems way too high to me, and the stock is as low as it can go right now on Cincinnati. Hey, man. Very, very fascinating and interesting uh, points you bring up here. I might have to tell you on the Bengals plus 12. First game I'm checking out here in the NFL kind of scares me because it's now being juiced at minus 125 at a sports book that will remain unnamed in the Meadowlands. Plus 5, minus 125, but I'm rolling with it. I've been looking at this game all week. I love the Houston Texans, plus 5 in the on the road versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs are banged up, especially in the secondary, and Deshaun Watson has been playing out of his mind this year. Side note, I have Deshaun Watson and Christian McCaffrey in fantasy, and somehow Ooh. I'm one in four. Wow. Especially after last week? It's I have Did you no win idea. last week? I uh, no. Oh I'm one in God. five. I mean, sorry, I'm one in five. Jeez. It, I just it's like a fantasy anomaly. I, I think maybe I'm gonna win seven games in a row or something. I, I hope. I better sleep in the <laughs> sneak into the playoffs here. But uh yeah, man, Houston Texans plus five. I don't I don't think this is a good spot for them. The Chiefs have been uh, on the ropes the last couple weeks, not playing as good as they did the first three weeks. Give me the Texans, plus five. They may even win outright, plus 174 on the money line. Bold, Chris, bold, especially coming off that uh, that Sunday night embarrassment to the Colts. That's uh, it's a risky spot for you. But, hey, Houston's a, a damn good team, but you just you just never know who's showing up on that, on that team on a Sunday. Houston's one of those teams. I could name, like, probably five teams that are just so up and down that you just don't know what you're going to get until you bet them, and then you find out, why did I bet this team? And for me, Houston's always that. But <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, right now, after what everybody saw, Kansas City, and I've been hearing some things, too. Maybe Mahomes might be a little banged up waiting to get into that bye week. Um, so, again, I think it's a great game to bet. You're, you are getting the value there, I think, with Houston, especially, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, we're going to go back again to that same type of role, buy at the lowest point possible when no one wants this team. I'm going to Cleveland. I'm going to Cleveland. I can't stand some of the guys on this team, and I'm happy at where they're sitting at 2-3 and three this year. However, they just came off of a terrible Monday night loss to the San Francisco 49ers. And where were they a week before? They came out and had a coming-out party against the Baltimore Ravens, a division rival. Now, they're getting no respect at home to the Seattle Seahawks, who are coming off of, you know, extra rest and whatnot. But if there was ever a time to right the ship and tell everybody this season is still alive and we're all right, it's this week for Cleveland to show up. So for me, you're going to take the two points. They might win this game outright. If Baker Mayfield and company have anything to say, this is the game they show up for and win outright. Brock, I agree. 1,000%. This is the next game on my list here. I'm also taking Cleveland at home plus the points. I think this is a tough travel spot for Seattle coming all the way across country. There's a lot of recency bias going on right now. Uh, Russell Wilson getting some chatter for NFL League MVP. This is a perfect time to go contrarian, go against the public who will most likely be betting with Seattle. Love the Browns. Another reason, too, because uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago when the when people are shitting on the Browns, especially when people are shitting on Baker Mayfield, he tends to come out and have a really good game following that. He just gets motivated by that type of stuff. All right, Chris, and I got one more pick for Monday Night Football. This way you people can have something to bet on Monday. 
I'm going to go take a chance here with the Detroit Lions on primetime Monday Night Football playing a division rival, the Green Bay Packers. What did we see from the Green Bay Packers, Chris, the last time that they were playing? Oh, that's right. They went to Dallas and beat the Cowboys, a game where it looks like the Packers had that game won pretty much by halftime. Uh, that was a huge game for, for Green Bay, especially they were coming off that loss against uh, Philly. That was the last time that we saw them prior to last week. And now they're home on primetime, laying points against a division rival who's fresh off the bye. And you know what? The last time we saw the Lions, they walked off their home field in a tough loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. They're stewing. They had a week off. They're hyped for this game. You're getting Matt Stafford getting points. Never lay it with him. But if you're getting the points on a primetime game, he's going to be thrown from behind if needed. I really think this Lions team is a pretty decent team this year. I think that they have a lot to prove. So I'm definitely going to be taking the four. Take the four and a half if you could still find it somewhere. Uh, I think this is a home run spot. And you know what? The line opened up six, down to four, four and a half in some spots. Six to four, major move. I know five's a dead number in the NFL, but four and a half, still a play on number for me on Monday night. Detroit Lions, let's go. Matt Patricia, Matt Stafford. All right, guys, we are out of time for this week's episode of the Wager Pager Podcast. Make sure you get out there this weekend to those sports books, beat those lines, and cash some tickets. Get pumped. Get psyched. It's the Wager Pager Podcast. All right, that's it for Season 2, Episode 8. Special thanks to our guest, Minty Betts. Thanks to my co-host, Brock Landers. And, of course, thanks to the guys here at Van Voorst Films. And as always, good luck, happy handicapping, and may the gambling gods look gracefully down upon you. Thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Don't forget to leave us a review. And please tell all your friends about the Wager Pager podcast. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Wager Pager. Also, if you or a loved one has a gambling addiction, don't be scared to seek help. You can contact the National Council on Problem Gambling at 1-800-522-4700. They're open 24 hours a day, and all calls and text messages are confidential. Here we go. The Wager Pager Podcast is co-hosted by Chris Rogers and Brock Landers, executive produced by Van Voorst Films, edited by Van Voorst Films, co-produced by Chris Rogers and Brock Landers, created by Chris Rogers and Mercedes Barba. Music by The Morose Project, produced and written at San Francisco Music Studios. Logo designed by John Carbonella. All picks are for entertainment purposes only. These plays are not financial advice.